everybody. Welcome back. We are Murder They Spoke. We're excited. We're here. Miranda's back. She's had a baby. We're ready to Ooh. go. Ready to rock and roll. And it's fun. <laughs> I'm only slightly traumatized. From it being fall or for the baby? From the baby. Oh, from the baby. <laughs> I'm not traumatized from it being fall. <laughs> I love that it's fall. fall. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know if it's because we've moved to the mountains or if it's this cold front, but the last couple days have been so gloriously chilly in the morning, and I love it so much. I'm so excited because I'm going to be up there this weekend doing an adventure race, and I'm excited because I'm like, I want the cold weather. Well, I feel so bad because the cold front is like ending now, so it's going back to being a little bit warmer in the daytime. It's still nice and chilly when the sun goes down. I'm pretending it's cold in this room right now. I've got my spook on with my candles. Ooh. Ooh, I just... oh, we turned the the air and heat off and we've let the windows open and that's how we've been all day the last couple of days. It's been lovely. Yeah, it's been so nice. It's been hot here. <laughs> it's hot. It's hot for 84 degrees. I hate it. When does it start to get colder there? Christmas. All right. You guys ready? All right. Yes, I'm Wait, ready. first, one more thing. Yes. Yes. I read a really great book this week in like three days. I listened to it because I can't read because my children are awful. But if you guys like detective novels, I'm telling you, you got to listen. Oh, I didn't even know Willow was in here. She scared me to death. So. <laughs> <laughs> You got to listen to or read um, the Corman Strike novels. They're amazing. I read the first one. I've been meaning to keep going. That's, um, what's it called? Oh, who's calling? Oh, because that's J.K. Rowling's one, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She wrote it under a pseudonym. Yeah. yeah. It's J.K. Rowling's pseudonym. Um, I can't, if you say it, I'll remember it. I can't remember it off the top of my head. But I, I can't, I want to say you actually told me about them. So yeah, I read the first probably. one. Well, the fifth one, the newest one just came out a few days ago and I got it the first day and I'm done with it and I'm ready for the next one. It was so good. What was it called? <laughs> it's, the first one's called The Cuckoo's Calling. Yes. And, the Cuckoo's Calling? Um, yeah, I can text it to you because I know you're going to be like, how do you spell cuckoo? Yeah. K-O-O, K-O-O. No, so there's I lots of different ways you can spell cuckoo, okay? <laughs> but anyway, let's get into it. <laughs> so I'm really excited about this one because this is actually one that Christopher learned about on his mission because he served his mission um, in San Bernardino, California, which he basically called Northern Mexico. He served in really small towns where basically it was all Mexican immigrants. Um, and a lot of them didn't speak any English at all. And so he had heard about this just very barely in passing. Um, but it's crazy enough that when I was talking to him right before we got pregnant, I mean, right before we, uh, went to the hospital, he was like, I have a, an idea for your next episode. And I was like, Ooh, okay. So he told me a little bit about it and then I did the research and it's crazy. So I will say, forgive me. I am not fluent in Spanish. I know how to say, I know how to do some pronunciations. Uh, I can speak it a little bit, so I'm gonna do my best. 
So any we believe in you, Miranda. Native speakers, forgive me. But yeah, I definitely failed Spanish, so don't count on me. Okay. <laughs> so you didn't pay anybody to do your homework? <laughs> Shut up, Ellen. <laughs> I liked I liked all my Spanish classes. I just, you know, I'm not as fluent as Christopher. So there was a few times I was like, you know, I'd say it and I'm like, am I saying this right? And he's like, Yeah, you're fine. So <laughs> Chandler, I would have been that person you paid to do your homework because people <laughs> paid me to do their homework in high school. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let me tell you of the most scandalous, sordid, and shocking tale of prostitution and murder in all of Mexican crime history. Just the start of it. I'm like, if that's how you put it, it's got to be good. So, <clears throat> there are four sisters, Delfina, the first one, Maria de Jesus, the second one, Carmen, the third one, and Maria Luisa, the fourth one. Um, they are part of the Gonzalez Valenzuela family, and they were born in El Salto, de Juan, Juanacalten, Jalisco, in Mexico. Unfortunately, they were born in poverty. So they were born to their mother and father. They lived in Mexico, um, but they lived kind of in squalor. They did not have a lot of money. They lived in poverty. What makes it worse was their father, who was a real piece of work. Always the fathers. Yes. His name was Isidro Torres, and he was terribly abusive and a very controlling man. He worked as part of the rural police and okay, his that's major one word I can't say even in English. Rural. Rural. <laughs> rural. 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 <laughs> like a frog. Rural. Just sounds like I'm gagging. <laughs> Did I say it? Rural? I said it right. You I, said say, it. I can't say it. It's not a word I can say. <laughs> yeah, no, you said it good. I done did said it good. Yeah. <laughs> they lived, he, so sorry, he worked as part of the rural police, and his main job was to ride through town and basically just, like, make sure everything was okay, kind of, like, patrolling the streets, making sure that, like, you know, things are okay. So he was on a power trip. Oh, yeah, especially because... Was he short? I don't know. <laughs> probably short. <laughs> Um, but unfortunately, because he was a very controlling man, of course, he abused his power. And uh, having a violent streak, uh, he once shot and killed a man during an argument for no reason. Who were they Just arguing about? Because if they were arguing about tacos, that was a justified argument <laughs> and a justified shooting. <laughs> if he didn't put enough cilantro on that taco, then that was justified. <laughs> Well, but we know yeah. what Ellen would kill people over. <laughs> angry. Um, but yeah, not only that, but uh, he wanted to control every aspect of his life. So when his young daughters started to get older and they tried to wear makeup or clothing that he thought was too risque or not to his liking, he would lock them up in the town jail to teach them a lesson. So... Oh. Serious abuse of power. <laughs> um, after he shot the guy in because of the argument. The tacos. 
um, <laughs> after the tacos, uh, he started to reasonably gain some enemies around town um, as people weren't really liking that he felt like he could do whatever he wanted as a police officer and not have any repercussions. So they ended up having to flee um, to a different town. So he took his wife, Bernardina Valenzuela, and their four daughters and relocated to the small town of San Francisco del Rincon in Guana, Guanajuato, um, which they called San Pancho. Um, There's yeah. a lot of names being thrown around right now. <laughs> it's just in the beginning. important to remember? <laughs> no, it's just in the beginning. And then I kind of cut it out the rest of the time. And I just said Mexico for the most part. But the, the town was called San Pancho uh, by the locals. Um, and because they grew up poor, when the four daughters became into adulthood, they were so desperate not to live that kind of state again, um, that they opened up multiple businesses to try to be successful. Unfortunately, the businesses that they opened were bars and they failed. Um, it is said that uh, after opening a bar in San Pancho, they barely had enough food to eat and live off of, and that was it. So it wasn't doing well. A bar is not doing well. That's very surprising. Well, it might have been because, you know, they don't know anything about, you know, how to run a business. I don't know. How, yeah, how to run a bar, how to run a business. I'm not sure. So. Wait, hold on. Sorry, pause. His, go his ahead. Fam- the family moved and opened this bar. The family moved and lived in this new town to hide from the father's new enemies. And when the girls got older, they broke off from their parents and they started this bar together. Oh, okay. So okay. it's not the family. Okay. It's sorry. So basically I mentioned the father just to talk about what a piece of crap he is. And yeah. now they're older. They want nothing to do with him. The four sisters have gone off on their own um, in this town and <laughs> they are on their own. You're from South Carolina. So they've gone off on their own and they're, uh, they've opened this bar. I know. <laughs> so they get together and they're like, okay, our bar's not doing well. We don't want to live in poverty. Um, what should we do to change things up? So they decide to use the bar as a front and instead open a brothel. I know it. You knew it? I knew it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so they officially ventured into the realm of prostitution. Sex work? Yeah, into sex work. Is that what a brothel is? Yeah, girl. It's just they all live in that house and they come. the men come to them. Yeah, a brothel is basically like a hotel run by like a madam who has sex workers who live there mm-hmm. and men come to them. Yeah. They're yeah. stationary. Wow. No, yeah. This podcast has been very enlightening for me. <laughs> so if somebody offers you a job at a brothel, Chandler, don't accept it. Don't it's not it. a barista job. Just wait. Just and you don't wait. sell bras. I'm thinking like, when bras? I hear brothel, I think like fighting. I don't know. Like a I bar brawl? Yes. Oh, honey. A bar <laughs> Okay, fight club. You're thinking, you're thinking fight club. 
<laughs> yeah, I was thinking Fight Club. <laughs> no, a brothel is, yeah, a brothel is basically like a big house, kind of like a sorority house. And it's usually run by at least one, usually one main woman, a madam, a, a lady pimp or a pimp. Usually pimps don't do brothels. Usually ladies, madams do the brothels. Pimps just like put the women on the street. A brothel is supposed to be a little bit more high class of sex work. It's okay. here's, it's here's the place you can come. Yeah. Maybe a little bit mm -hmm. cleaner. It's, you know, you're not going to hotels or cars or wherever. So yeah, the bar is the front for the brothel. And unsurprisingly in Mexico, it starts doing pretty well. So they start making money. So the sisters would bribe. Yeah. The sisters would bribe local officials with money or either with themselves as sex workers until they started to get, um, in the beginning, it was just the four sisters using themselves as the sex workers um, until it got bigger. So um, is there a picture of them? Are they pretty? I, Not that it matters, but I'm always curious. Me too. I was thinking the same thing. Like, do they look clean, you know, or do they look red? Yeah, under their nails? Yeah. I Sorry, right I should have prefaced this at the beginning. I say it later on, but I'll say it here. This is the early 1950s to the mid 1960s. Oh, okay, cameras. Yeah. So, Unless but I before. mean, like, it, you're you're talking about kind of older, you know, uh, 70 years ago. So yeah. But there is a picture of two of the sisters, um, and they're, I mean, they're oh, women. No. <laughs> They're women, and if that's what you're looking for, then no. They're women. Um, but no, there's not a lot of pictures. I couldn't find very much information on it. I mean, I couldn't find very many pictures on them. Um, so the business venture paid off and started to make them more and more money, especially as they bribed local officials. Um, and so they were doing so well that they decided to open up around six more clandestine clandestine brothels throughout Mexico. Dang. This is where I cut out the names of all six towns because I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> all we so, know is that there are six more and there are six are so more in Mexico. Gross. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> Carmen Delfina and Maria de Jesus operated the brothels in Guanajuato uh, and Jalisco while Maria Luisa ran her bar brothel near the Mexican border. Um, the sisters bought a bar in Jalisco from a man who was nicknamed El Pocianchi. Um, and the nickname got passed on to the sisters. So the sisters from that moment on were now uh, called Las Pocianchis, which was a nickname they hated. And I could not find a translation for it at all. I was all. just going to ask, maybe I should ask Jeremy. Um, I asked Christopher and he basically was like, I can tell you that that's enough of a slang word that it doesn't really have a real meaning. So maybe ask Jeremy. I, I will. I'm texting him. But there is no real, there is no real translation for it. There's a lot of different, I found a lot of different, like, 
what it could mean, but not what it officially represented. Um, all it said is that that's what they were known as. So the sisters would prowl the countryside and hit up nearby ranches or visit, uh, venture into other rural towns and look for the prettiest, youngest girls they could. And they would offer them jobs as maids or waitresses or to wash clothes in their, you know, they didn't tell them it was a brothel, but to tell them that they needed um, just general women work um, back in that day, you know, like, hey, come and help with housekeeping or come and help with this. And if that didn't work, they would just kidnap them off the street. So oh. it started, oh yeah, it started with the four sisters using themselves as volunteer sex workers mm -hmm. and then when they moved into the madam realm of i'm running this and i'll give you the other girls instead not a single girl who worked for them quote unquote worked for them was there voluntarily they were all there against their will either by being kidnapped or tricked and they were mm -hmm. all young girls they were That's usually awful. teenagers yeah jeremy said he has um, no idea what it means either yeah so if a listener knows what it means, let us know. I looked for a while and all I could find was like, well, this part of the word means this, but the rest of it doesn't mean anything. Or this part of the word means this. So it doesn't, I couldn't find an official translation. Weird. So um, unfortunately, the poor young peasant girls who would have life, uh, dreams of life in the big city or dreams of money would be so happy to oblige that they would take these jobs, get taken to these brothels, and then basically never be allowed to leave again. And of course, it's these women offering them these jobs, and you're going to trust a couple women more yeah. than you're going to trust, gonna trust a man. You're going to trust some, some middle-aged women yeah. rather, than, yeah, rather than a man. So at their bars, the girls would be put to work. The prettiest virgins would be saved to be auctioned off later awaiting patrons with the fattest wallets who would pay the most money for an untouched girl. But if they found other girls that weren't as pretty or they found out that they weren't virgins, they would be raped, intimidated, showered with ice water as initiation, um, and then given to any man who wanted to pay for them no matter how, oh my gosh. how much or little. The girls would have to buy their clothes from the sisters, buy their makeup for, strictly from the sisters. So control issues like their father, maybe. Mm -hmm. Were any of them Geminis by chance? Hey, I'm a Gemini. Me too, but there's a lot of serial killers that are Geminis. Oh. What's a Gemini? Born in June, honey. Hey, oh. I'm born in May. Well, end of May, most of June. End of May, beginning of June. Yeah. I'm a Gemini. A lot, most serial killers are Geminis, which is interesting. But by doing this, by making the girls that they kidnapped pay for their, buy their stuff through them, it basically made sure that they could never pay off, pay their way out, you know? So right. they basically were, I mean, basically they were kidnapped and then used as sex slaves. Um, all of these all of these girls were held against their will. Not a single one came voluntarily, like I mentioned before. They were never allowed to go outside 
they could only stay within the bar brothel area. And many of the girls uh, were force-fed force heroin or cocaine to get them addicted and then make them stay. It was bad. That's the way to do it. Jeez. Um, like taken. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so Delfina mm -hmm. had a son named Ramon Torres, and he helped serve uh, as the muscle and basically like the fearmonger, keeping the girls in line because eventually there ended up being obviously a lot more girls being forced into the sex work than the sisters. And so in case they got it into their head that they'd overpower them or run away, the Delfina used her son and then some other people to kind of keep them in line. So for years, the sisters made tons of money selling booze from the bar, obviously doing suspiciously well now. Um, and the girls, they sold to soldiers, councilmen, cops, and any random villager. Anybody who was willing to pay money, they let them come in and use the girls. When one girl, when one of the girls would get pregnant, they would be beaten, forced to have an abortion, and then the babies were dumped. I'm saying babies, not fetuses, because the article says fetuses. The babies were dumped in the backyards of the brothels or buried at the main ranch. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah. Their That's ranch, that the, there's a ranch that these sisters owned, and I guess it was like the main, first main brothel. Um, they said that it resembled a concentration camp, and that they called it Loma del Angel, which means the bordello from hell. Gosh. Okay, hold on. What are you eating, Chandler? Uh, cookie. Can you hear it? Yeah. No, but it looks good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you wouldn't like this one because it's peanut butter, but. So you got them all to yourself because Spencer's not even eating them. Oh, yeah. He doesn't even care for cookies, so. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like, uh. Butter. Sorry, Champ Miranda. <laughs> okay, there's a ton of other flavors I have, though, so I have to keep away from the other ones, but this one I'll get. Sorry. Keep going. I mean, good. <laughs> if a girl got too sick because of malnourishment or an STD or a botched abortion, she would be locked in a room and starved to death as punishment. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. So they're punishing her for what they've done to her? Oh, yeah. Don't worry, it gets worse. Sometimes the other girls would be forced to beat them to death with sticks or heavy logs. So rather than the sisters, the main four sisters, the madams, killing them, they would make the other girls do it. Or they would get punished as well. Probably like putting them out of their daggone misery. That is awful. Yeah, that is awful. Yeah. Um, then the bodies would be burned to just the bones and ashes and, or buried in mass graves on the ranch or behind the bordellos. Just to tell you how sick these women were, they enjoyed it because they could have easily just overdosed them on heroin and killed them quickly and painlessly. But they wanted them to suffer because they enjoyed it. Yep. That's awful. I'm thinking that the violence and control issues on their father obviously got stemmed to them yeah there wasn't a whole lot about their childhood so it doesn't say if they were 
physically abused because a lot of, I mean, not a lot of times, but sometimes the abused can become the abusee, mm-hmm. the abuser, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that was the case in this instance or if just their dad being super controlling back, well, you know, pass on to them or what, but yeah, they definitely enjoyed doing these harmful, awful things to these girls. Do you think their dad like pimped them out? It's Maybe they would think it would be okay to do that to a teenage girl. You don't just think that one day and have all four of them were okay with it. It had to be something they learned. I don't know, but silver lining they didn't just kill the girls. If men showed up with a little too much money in their pockets, they'd kill them too, just to sell their money. Well, then I say good for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. If, if a man came to uh, buy, buy the services of one of their higher end prettier girls or one of their, you know, high class. I mean, who raped one of the children there? Yes. Um, if they showed up with a little too much money, the men went missing as well as all their jewelry and money. So I sucko. I don't feel bad so, about that. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not sad about that part, but it is sad that, you know, why they're even yeah. there for that to happen. Yeah. So this is happening all throughout the fifties. So now in 1963, Delfina's son, uh, Raymond, he got into an argument with a Jalisco cop and was shot to death inside of one of the girls, the sister's brothels. Because of that, the police closed down the brothel, this particular brothel, and it said that Delfina, in a fit of rage, ordered one of her workers her male workers um zuniga to track down the cops who killed her son and kill them on the spot and he did so Mm -hmm. this is almost now becoming like a mob situation yeah i was just thinking that this Uh is a friggin mafia yeah these women are basically glorified pimps and her son is the muscle the son kills some cops no, sorry. The son gets into an argument with the cops. The cops kill the son. So the mom sends a different, you know, worker out to kill all the cops. And he does. He kills the cops who are involved with her son's death. Oh, my God. So, yeah. But this is the turning point. At this point, <laughs> they now have, things are starting to sour. So there are two different accounts that, could both be true, uh, but they're, I'm not quite sure the consistency, so I'm going to tell you both of them. So one report says that the police picked up a woman named Josefina Gutierrez on suspicion of kidnapping young girls for the sisters in the Guanajuato city area, and that during questioning, she told them about the Gonzalez sisters, and that's how the police found out. So that's one report. Another report says that in January 1964, one of the Gonzalez sisters um, kidnapped girls. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the kidnapped girls managed to escape Loma del Angel through a small opening in the wall and fled to the police. 
Um, it's it, her name was Catalina, and it says that um, that the the sisters hitmen searched for Catalina everywhere to kill her before she could get to the police, but they could not find her. Uh, she managed to get a hold of her mother, who came and picked her up, and they went to uh, Leon um, Guanajuato, Guanajuato Police. And she managed to be very lucky in that these particular cops that Catalina spoke to, they were not on the payroll of the sisters, the four Gonzalez, not Gonzalez, sorry. Uh, yeah, the four Gonzalez sisters. Because remember, they were paying off locals yeah. to keep the brothels open. Yeah. So they have this like a Jeffrey Dahmer situation there. Yeah, so this poor girl could have easily gone up to the wrong cop in the wrong person's pocket and then still ended up dead after oh, escaping. Chandler's confused about my comment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer, when he was uh, kidnapping people, men, one of them escaped and ran up to the police in the street, and they were like, what? And Jeffrey Dahmer comes out of his apartment and says, oh, it's okay, he's my boyfriend, we're just arguing, let me just take him back. And they're like, okay, you can have him. They didn't help him, and he killed that kid, like, ten minutes later. Oh, my gosh. We might do a Jeffrey Dahmer episode one day. You should, because I've only ever heard of him, but... Well, we'll get into it. Um, Sorry, Yeah, Miranda. so thankfully... No, you're good. Thankfully, this these cops were not on the sisters' payrolls, and so uh, they were pretty shocked. Um, Catalina was visibly shaken, scared, and showing signs of abuse and malnourishment. And she told the police officers that in the nearby San Pancho town, that, that there were Gonzalez sisters who held a kind of concentration camp slash brothel ranch, um, where they were doing all these things and they, she spilled the beans. So I, there, I've read Did both. Catalina? Yeah. <laughs> so they could both be true. Or just one of them be true. But either way, that got the police finally investigating them. So the police got a search and arrest warrant against Delfina Gonzalez. And on January 14th, 1964, they raided Loma del Angel Ranch. By this time, the sisters have been doing this since the early 50s. And this is now 1964. Oh gosh, so can you imagine how many babies... And girls they killed. Just, we're going to find out, like, aren't we? Oh, uh -huh. my goodness. So, almost 14 years. The sisters, when the police got there, were wearing mourning black because of Delfina's son. Because Delfina's son got killed by cops. They were all wearing their mourning black and trying to accuse the cops of, and you know, like, trying to get cause them more trouble trying to give them more you know like oh you killed our son now you're just trying to you know take it out on the family like right. they were they tried to play the victim card yeah they're like oh you're targeting us yep but no matter what they were wearing the cops uh herded them throughout the ranch while angry villagers gathered outside and wanted to lynch them so the police had to set up a barrier so that the village, once finding out about this brothel ranch, 
didn't straight up lynch them. Well, yeah. I mean, might have let them. Okay, I know I'm going to get laughed at, but what is lynch? <laughs> so lynching is when you hang someone. Yeah, like the Sanderson sisters. Hmm. Why didn't they? Focus? What? Have you seen Hocus Pocus? Uh, yeah, that movie freaks me out. Ivy. Ivy goes, I want to watch Pocus Pocus. It's spooky. She goes, it's spooky. Hey, when I was young, Zachary Banks was super fun. I had the biggest crush on him. Before he was turned into a cat. (laughs) Yeah, that movie terrified me. But now that I've seen it about 100 times because my kids love spooky stuff, it doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah. Oh, well, also the last time I watched it, I think I was like 10, so maybe I should give it another shot. Yeah, like, I think Asher would be okay watching it, to be honest. Like, it's, uh, my kids okay. love it. Yeah. kind of a lip. Um, yeah, so lynching, they, they wanted to hang them. Um, yeah, that's all They that should is. have. But then they wouldn't have gotten the, ju- I mean, that's more vigilante justice and less and, and and not you know police justice kind of thing so uh between the police and the reporters they found a dozen emaciated and dirty women at the ranch locked in a room um as, yeah as police and reporters explored the ranch some of the girls just pointed to spots in the ground and told them that that's where they would find the bodies so the Gonzalez Venezuela sisters, sorry, Valenzuela sisters could do nothing but watch as one of their men was forced to dig where the girls pointed out. There, the authorities found the decomposed bodies and bones of 80 women, 11 men, and an unknown number of fetuses. Whoa, 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 wait. How many men? In, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Back up. Okay. I'll read that again. Ready? The Gonzalez sisters could do nothing but watch as the police made the men that worked for them dig around the property, and they found the decomposing bodies and bones of 8080 women. 11 men and an unknown number of babies, fetuses. Well, yeah, fetuses because they were aborted. But, I mean, none, none of them got to actually giving birth. So, uh, well, yeah. Do you think that number was unknown just because there were so many? Or it was unknown because they couldn't differentiate? So many, but also because they were aborted at probably such early times. Because they, they made them get abortions the moment they found out that they were pregnant, you know, so these babies had to be no more than a few months in utero, you know, so they, they probably didn't know because a, there were a lot of them, this was going on for 14 years almost, but then B there, it was probably hard to tell based on fetuses that were only a few months old. And these girls were probably getting pregnant left and right. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Under heavy military guard, the sisters were taken to jail in San Francisco del Rincon 
But since the whole town wanted to lynch them, the judge had to send them somewhere else for their own safety and keep it private. So basically he's like, we can't even keep you in our jail. That's not safe enough. So we're going to take you to this private location to hold you until we can take you to court. Because, yeah, they didn't even trust their own jail system not to get ransacked by the town wanting to kill them. Wow. A week later, Maria Luisa Gonzalez Valenzuela went to a Mexico City police station and turned herself in, herself fearing being lynched. So remember, Maria Luisa was in a different town, and then Delfina and Carmen and Maria de Jesus was all in one town at this ranch. They named two of their daughters Maria. There's Maria Luisa, and then there's Maria de Jesus. Yeah. That's dumb. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) Delfina, Carmen, and Maria de Jesus were in the main Bordadello from Hell, as they called it, um, in the one town, and then Maria Luisa was in uh, a different town. But hearing, as it spread on the news... And then knowing, learning that she was part of the sisters and part of that thing, um, part of the whole shebang, uh, she was starting to be threatened and she was worried she was going to be lynched by the people in her town. So she turned herself into the police. So she was also doing the same stuff. All four of them were, but she was just doing hers in a different town separate from the other sisters. Wait, did you say Um, she turned herself in? She turned herself in because she was afraid that she would get hanged hanged when when it came out that she was part of the same brothel ring Mm. so there began the hectic interrogation and sensational trial of mexican history dozens of ex-sex workers accused the sisters in court of rape murder and extortion they were accused of dabbling in satanism forcing the women to practice sexual acts on animals and killing and torturing dozens of the young girls and some of the men who would come to their brothels. I believe in the Satanism thing. Yeah. I don't know if I believe in that one. I feel like anytime there's like this horrific type murder, they're always like Satanism. Satanism. Yeah. Because who in their right mind would do this? I mean, I can see where they're coming from. And Mexico is very Catholic, I thought. They're very religious and superstitious. Yeah. Yeah, but these are so, these all are also small towns, too. So, yeah. I don't know. But, but yeah, I feel like the Satan thing, the Satanism thing, that's always it's, like. It's for, yeah. It, I mean, like I said, it could also just be because they're like, no one in their right mind would do this. So you clearly must be yeah, evil, you know. Yeah, evil or inviting that into into your life. So who knows? I mean, you are evil if you're doing that, but that doesn't always mean you're worshiping Satan. And then additionally, they accused Delfina, Maria Luisa, and Maria de Jesus of corrupting and bribing local and state authorities who were often regulars at the sisters' bars and brothels. Did the uh, officials get in trouble? That's what I was just about to ask. I don't know. It did not Probably say. not. Probably not. Because men. Yeah. This trial was peppered with insults and yelling back and forth from the Gonzalez sisters to their accusers. 
So the sisters never copped to anything. They never pled guilty. Um, they, they just like threw insults at the girls who they had kidnapped. They threw insults at the police, at the judge, at anybody there trying to accuse them. They just, you know, wow. gave a giant middle finger to everybody who was trying to confuse, trying to accuse them of this. So no matter that, even, even though they told them where everything, everybody was buried, the girls, Oh, that the were girls that were there. there. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Never. The, the sisters, the, uh, Gonzalez sisters never made any mention or cop to anything. So they find all these dead decomposing bodies and they're like, we didn't do it. Yeah. We didn't do anything. <laughs> we don't know anything about We're it. innocent. <laughs> It's like when the Nutella is smeared all over my kitchen and my kids are like, it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Before the sisters were ever caught, Carmen had died of natural causes of cancer um, in the late 50s. So I got syphilis. <laughs> so <laughs> with only three sisters left when these raids and arrests happened, uh, after the trials, a judge sentenced the three remaining sisters to 40 years in prison each. That's it? Yep. Delfina Gonzalez Valenzuela, the oldest sister at 56 when she was sent to jail, went crazy, fearing that she would be murdered in jail. Girl, you deserve to be murdered. Yeah. So... <laughs> I don't know if I love this or hate this. Y'all tell me. On October 17th, 1968, while she screamed and ranted in her maddened state, workers doing repairs in the jail above her looked down to catch a glimpse of the notorious Delfina and, I put this in quotations, accidentally dropped a bucket of cement on her head and killed her. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm right on too. I'm like, be quiet, woman. Wait, what? Like, whoa, hold on. Dropped a bucket of cement? Like, apparently they had a bucket of cement for whatever repairs they were doing in the jail. But when they looked over... To glimpse the mad woman, they dropped it on her head and killed her. So I'm saying questionable. Was they it an accident? to shut her trap. <laughs> I'm confused how she died. Like, was it? Girl, they broke her <laughs> neck. They dropped a bucket of cement on her head. Okay. Well, I'm just thinking, like, if cement fell on your head, you would die. I'm assuming well, it was like, hardened cement. Okay, that's what I'm saying. If it wasn't, I'm thinking like not hardened. It's still heavy. That's true. It doesn't change that's weight I'm just because like it gets hard. <laughs> like it just pours on her face. And <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking they dropped the whole bucket on top of her head. Like they just dropped, they like, whoop. Not yeah. like dumped it. They dropped the bucket. Uh, they, yeah, the bucket fun. full of the cement, whether wet okay. or dry, I don't know fell yeah, yeah. directly on her head and she died. Okay. I added in the questionable accidental. 
Yeah. I don't know if that was accidental. That was uh, not an accident, guys. They were sick of hearing her. Okay. Ready for the next one? Yeah. Queen. Maria Luisa, who was 36, died alone in her cell at Irap, sorry, Irapuerto Jail on November 19th, 1984. Before her body could be discovered, it had been eaten by rats. <laughs> oh my God. Talk oh, about karma. The karma yeah. is coming. Are you sure they just didn't discover it? <laughs> wow. It said, it said her body already being eaten by rats was discovered a day later. Oh, so that jail must not be very sanitary. <laughs> no, that is nasty. Yes. And then, um, Carmen, as I mentioned before, she died of cancer before they got caught. Um, but Maria de Jesus, which was the youngest of the sisters, was the only one to be freed after her 40 year sentence was over. How old was she in her seventies? Well, the oldest was 56. The middle aged one, when she was sentenced, was 36, or was 36 when she died. I don't know how old Maria de Jesus was. If she was there for the 40 years, then, and she was at least an adult. I mean, she'd be elderly, I assume. She was an abuelita. Yeah. Legend has it that she met a 64-year-old man in prison. And that they waited for each other to both be outside and free to get married and then live in privacy. Um, And some say that she died of old age in the mid 1990s. Yeah, she probably told him she was a virgin too. So, (laughs) yeah, that's that. That's just legend. There's no official like. We know that she was the only one to be freed. But basically, she fell off the map after that, and no one knows, like, what happened to her. Well, she probably had a bucket of cement dropped on her head, too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, when you said that, though, all I could think of was Mean Girls, when she just gets, like, hit by the bus. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's just so random. Like, oh, we dropped a cement bucket on her head, and she died. (laughs) Like, We just wanted to look at her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) all right in conclusion is this last little part which is sad um in 2002 workers who were clearing land for a new housing development in purisma sorry purisima del ricon guanajuato down the road from the notorious brothel from hell or sorry the bordello from hell the workers found the remains of 20 skeletons in one giant pit. When was this? I'm sorry. When was this? 2002. Professionals date the bodies to the 1950s and 1960s. Because of that, authorities believe that the victims were um, kidnapped girls, sex workers, forced sex workers who were buried in a mass grave. If this is true, then it raises the confirmed number of murders from the Gonzalez sisters to past 110, not including the fetuses. Oh my gosh. So 110 Wait. living people 
not including the unknown number of fetuses that were forcibly aborted. So what made them find it in 2002? What took uh, so long? Workers were clearing land for a housing development that was down the road from where the ranch used to be. Okay. So they dug up the whole ranch. And that's when they found the 90 women, the 11 men, the fetuses. This was um, down the road. And they assume that they went just, you know, a few miles away from the ranch, dug a mass grave, dumped 20 bodies in it, and then covered it back up so that it wasn't directly on the ranch. Um, and that's why they didn't find them until later. Do you think they had 20 dead at the same time or they were just like filling it in a little bit at a time? They could have just been dumping a few bodies in every now and then. And maybe that is why it wasn't directly on the ranch, like out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Um, but I don't know. Uh, it's not official that that's where they came from, but it's believed that that's what they they've dated them to the 1950s and the 1960s and given their how close the location was to the bordello yeah. the original bordello they think that's what it is that makes sense yeah so confirmed 91 people were killed by the gonzalez sisters during their reign of terror not including their botched abortions not including all the abortions mm -hmm. of which they have no number and not including these 20 skeletons if they were a mass grave of the sisters as well. I would count on at least every girl getting pregnant at least once. If you count at least once, yeah. At yeah. least. And that's just the girls, that's including all the girls that lived and weren't murdered. Yeah. That's a 90 lot. Women, 90 girls were murdered, but dozens oh of ex-girls, like rescued girls, testified in court. So, I mean, Irish. you're saying probably at a minimum, a hundred girls and over the span of 15 years, maybe had one baby each. You're talking about an extra hundred abortions. Oh my gosh. At least. Yeah. But they don't give a number for the fetuses because they just can't tell. Yeah, obviously. Um, That's awful. Also, you know, if babies' bones aren't all the way developed like yeah. ours so they would break down faster too mm -hmm. so if they're finding decomposed bodies of adults then yeah it's possible that there were just the fetuses bodies were too decomposed yeah they probably just couldn't even find them because a the bones were so tiny and b they probably weren't skeletal yet yeah the Guinness Book of World Records called the four Gonzalez sisters the most prolific murder partnership in history. Yeah, I would say so. To this day, it is still the most shocking tale of prostitution and murder in all of Mexican crime history. So I have a question. Yes. You said Christopher was in California. How does this connect with him? Okay, so as I said at the beginning. <laughs> you said he was in California, though. Yeah, and then I said exactly why, but I'll say it again. <laughs> he served his mission in Southern California. Oh, in San Bernardino, which was all small, rural towns was, full of Mexican immigrants. Yeah. 
He called okay. it northern. He called it northern Mexico. He served in areas where it was only Hispanic families who only spoke Spanish. Okay. The sisters and their crimes were dramatized. Nope. Dramatized <laughs> in the Felipe Casals film called Las Poquianchis uh, in 1976 and in a novel called Las Muertas in 1977. And so there's a book and then there's a movie about the sisters and their crimes. And that <clears throat> is the story of the four Gonzalez sisters and the bordello from hell. That is frightful. Thanks so much for that. Yep, you're so welcome. So did Christopher yeah. hear about this on his mission? Yeah, he heard about he heard about it. And then he <clears throat> before I went into labor, I was trying mm -hmm. to think of one that I could do um the research for and have ready in case I didn't go into labor yet. Mm-hmm. Or for when I got back and didn't want to do any research because I had a brand new child. But yeah. uh, so I asked him, I was like, what kind of case should I do? And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, well, you like sports. Should I try to find a good sports one? Or, you know, I was, you know, cause football season's in. So I have sports on the brain and I was just trying to think of something. And he actually said, he goes, well, sex trafficking is really big in the media right now. He was like, why don't you try to do one around sex trafficking? And I was like, oh, that's an interesting concept. And I was like, I was like, I wonder how many sex trafficking cases have deaths in it, you know, because I'm sure many of them do, but most of them are. I imagine that you don't want to kill your moneymaker. And I'm not saying that girls who are kidnapped and forced into sex work are moneymakers. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying yeah. for someone who that's what you're if you've gone through the trouble of kidnapping and, and doing that to someone else, I don't imagine you'd want to kill them, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, well, you know, I know usually it's just like a lot of sex work or things like that or kidnapping. I wonder like how many of them would even have a lot of murders and Chris Rose. And then he was like, oh, well, yeah, I remember this one where basically that's all it was, was they murdered them after they, you know, used them for that reason. So yeah, so he gave me the idea, and then I uh, I went and looked up the research on the on the sisters and got it. That's a good story. I've never heard about that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah I either. had never heard about that, and it's I mean, I fairly recent, but I mean it wasn't like eighteen hundreds, yeah. right? Recent enough that I mean, although surprisingly, you know. Murderpedia, I got this off of Murderpedia, a little bit off of Wikipedia. There was also a news article uh, from the New York Times. Wow. Um, gave me more information. Um, but ironically, the New York Times article says two Mexican sisters. Hmm. Whereas Murderpedia and Wikipedia are like, no, it's all four sisters participated in this. Um, but the New York the New York Times only talks about um, Delfina, which was the oldest, and Maria de Jesus Gonzalez. Weird. Yeah, it's there were three so, in the same brothel. Yeah, so you had three sisters in one brothel. Yeah. One of those three died after doing it for almost 10 years. So then the one that was and, by herself, they claimed didn't do anything. Yeah. Well, not claim they didn't do anything, but I guess they didn't focus on her as much because right. 
you know, when they got the arrest warrant, they raided the ranch. It was just the two sisters, even though the other sister turned herself in for, you know, for the same reason I get, you know, some people. So that's why when I was, I was really confused when I first started doing the research because some articles said four sisters and then some articles said two and then their names have so many names in it that I was a little <laughs> <laughs> They just count Maria as one Maria. Maria and Maria. Well, two. And then in some articles, they list this, the sister's last name as Gonzalez. And then in some, in other articles, they listed as Gonzalez Valenzuela, like a double last name. Was she married? No, like all four sisters. That's oh. it says Gonzalez Valenzuela oh. as their last name. So then when you have someone whose name is Maria de Jesus Gonzalez Valenzuela, <laughs> I'm like, how many people is that? <laughs> it's one person. <laughs> and then Maria, Maria Luisa Gonzalez Valenzuela is just one person. Yeah. Did so- they ever say who her son's father was like no there's no information about the father yeah he was probably a paying customer and it could have been because like i said in the beginning for the very first brothel they they um use themselves and Mm -hmm. then as it got as they got more money and it got more popular then they just started uh tricking young girls or straight up kidnapping them so Mm -hmm. It very, very easily could have been, especially because her son was the muscle. So he's clearly old enough to kind of manhandle some of these girls. So yeah, it very, very easily could have been like, well, and they're not going to abort their babies. So yeah, no. Well, they only had one. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't mention any children of any of the other sisters. They're probably just practicing on each other. Probably. Hey, um, remember how you said you were going to give me an abortion? Yeah, I need that, like, soon. That's why I was wondering if they said anything about the father, because it makes you wonder, like, what made that. Well, honestly, okay, if you think about it, the only reason, okay, this is how I'm thinking. They grew up in a super messed up household where their dad was a jerk to their mom. They were poor. They went out on their own made their own money, making a lot of money doing what they were doing. And they're like, I don't need no man. Why would they get married? They were making money. They didn't have to answer to anybody but themselves. I wouldn't get married either. Yeah, true. I wouldn't either. Well, I'm glad y'all liked it. Yeah, that was yeah, really good. That was good. I enjoyed that very much. I mean, you know, it's murder, but. I, yeah, I thought it was a crazy story. especially i mean especially for it to be in like the guinness book of world records and then i've never heard of it before yeah i've never heard of that i haven't heard it on any other uh podcast that i listen Mm -hmm. to or anything either yeah that's a good one that was good thanks a lot miranda we're glad to have you back yes and thank you everyone for listening indeed thank you to all of our listeners um, we actually have a lot of new subscribers and followers and listeners. And likers. Wanna say, yeah. Want to say welcome to all of you. We're super happy you're here. I actually got a message from 
friend. I haven't talked to him in like years, like 10 years. But he told me he actually lives in, I want to say Idaho. And he's like, hey, just found your podcast. Really like it. I, I only listen to true crime stuff. So welcome. <laughs> Cha-cha-cha. <laughs> We're obviously professionals here. Yep. Shout out to all you new, 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 new people. We're happy to have you. And thanks for joining us. Yes. Yeah. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Find us on Facebook, Instagram. Email us. Facebook message us. Yeah. Share with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. And be safe out there. Remember, where it doesn't discriminate. So enough doesn't. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>